Support for In a City Like Yours comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. This revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's also waterproof so you can use it in the shower. The Lawnmower 2.0 comes inside the perfect package, which makes it the perfect gift this holiday season. Tis the season to manscape, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. That's B-I-G-H-E-A-D-S. This is a call to action, fellas. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code BIGHEADS. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. listening to In a City Like Yours, a semi-monthly podcast featuring interesting people with interesting life stories. This podcast may contain language and or subject matter not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm your host, Michael G. Moore. Please visit our website at inacitylikeyours.com. That's I-N-A-C-I-T-Y L-I-K-E-Y-O-U-R-S dot C-O-M for links to our social media, all popular podcast platforms, and links of interest pertaining to all episodes. On this episode, Eric begins his story in college and being unsure of what he wanted to do with his life. At the age of 20, he moved from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to Sarasota, Florida to pursue a career in the restaurant industry. After exhausting his avenues in the restaurant business by the age of 27, Eric found himself on the radio as a sports commentator. While working on AM sports radio, he found his purpose in life. His new radio show and podcast are called The Sports Arena. You can tune in to the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Spotify. Here is Eric's story. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. My name is Eric Wilson. I live in Sarasota, Florida, originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I guess that's kind of where my story starts. I grew up in a sports family. So for me, sports was my life from the time I could walk. Incidentally, that's also why I currently have my own radio show, 
shocking and surprised if you can guess what we talk about. Sports, of course. But there was a time in my life where, for me, a lot of things had to fall into place for me to really figure out what it is I wanted to do with my life. I guess I'll start where most people do. And that's, uh, I was in college for about two years, also working at the time and just basic general college courses, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with myself. Did I wanna be a psychologist? Did I wanna be a lawyer? Did I wanna be an accountant? I had gone through so much, I really didn't know where I wanted to go, but I knew in order to survive, if you will, in the world, I had to have some type of college degree. So it was spring break of 1996, and yes, of course, I'm showing my age right now, (laughs) that uh, I came down to Sarasota, Florida. I stayed with uh, one of my really good friends and his father and just needed to get a break away from the city that was my, that still is my home. And I came down here and my friend asked me, we went out to dinner and he said to me, he said, what are you doing with your life right now? Now it's kind of a loaded question to ask a 20 year old, like I said, in college, not really sure what direction he wants to go. So what are you doing with your life? And I said, honestly, I really, I don't know. I said, I've got classes in, you know, business management, a little bit in the food and beverage industry, because I figure my mom's not going to cook for me forever. I guess I should learn how to do it and might as well get some culinary experience at the time. So he presented me with an offer. He said, well, my dad and I are looking to open up a very small mom and pop restaurant. I need someone I can trust. I need someone with some experience handling the books. And I said, all right. I said, I'm curious. I said, but where are you planning on having this business? And he was like, look around you. He's like, this is a, this, this is a thriving area. I could really use someone, you know, with your mental skills and personality to kind of help me out. And I said to him, I said, I said, Chris, I said, you got to give me more than this, man. I said, I, I really don't know what my next step should be. Not saying that I'm saying no, but I'm 20 years old. The furthest I had been outside of my hometown was New Jersey, maybe even New York to some degree. But to move nine states away from everything I knew to take a chance on something, you know, it weighed heavily on me. So I told him, I said, listen, I'm gonna go home. I wanna think about this for a little bit. I'll let you know. So I fly back home and I talk to my mom about it. And of course she doesn't want to lose her baby boy, but she also said to me something that still sticks with me to this very day. She said, you know what? You're 20 years old, you're gonna make your own decisions. And I thought about that. So of course I talked to my friends, I I talked to my girlfriend at the time, and of course she's not happy about it. But ultimately what I decided to do was I decided to make the move and move down to Sarasota. I packed up everything I knew. I packed up my wits about myself and I was like, okay, here we go. So in the spring of 1997, I moved down here. I stayed with him and his family and we opened up a small little restaurant, nothing major. 
a couple, uh, you know, burgers, sandwiches, a few pasta dishes, had a small beer and wine set up, but I felt like this is where I needed to be. And I can't explain to you why I just, something inside of me was like, this was what needed, this is what was needed for you. So the restaurant ran for about two to three years. And I mean, we had our highs, we had our lows as you do with any business, but I wanted more because I was like, I really want to maybe own my own restaurant. So then I got into the restaurant business full heartedly. Chris and his dad's business, it fared well, but it wasn't bringing in the revenue that they wanted. Ultimately, they had to shut the business down. I went into the restaurant world and started bartending because I saw that there were a lot of bartenders making a lot of money. So I just threw myself into the business. I was a server, I was a bartender, I was a short order cook, I was a graveyard shift cook at Denny's. I mean, I did it all. I really encompassed the front of the house and even some of the back of the house business when it comes to being in the restaurant. All the while, still thinking to myself, okay, what's my end goal? Is my end goal to own my own business, my own restaurant? So I actually talked to a couple of people and I thought about it long and hard and I did everything. And when I tell you everything in the restaurant business, I came very close to owning my own restaurant, but unfortunately didn't have the financial backing to do it. Have all the knowledge in the world, knew every position, front to back, back to front, inside and out, managed books for restaurants, made sure that schedules were done, vendors came in on time, deliveries were done, made sure money was right at the beginning of the shift and the end of the shift, but it wasn't my own. It wasn't Eric's, if you will. Someone told me one time, if you wanna change the way things are, you've got two choices. Either one, you implement something that you know is going to work, or number two, you put your name out there on the marquee so everybody knows it's yours. So around the age of, fast forward here a little bit to about uh, 27, maybe 28 years old, you know, I was getting close to my 30th birthday and I was making great money. I mean, hand over fist, I was making phenomenal money for a single guy living on his own. You know, I really couldn't ask for much more. I traveled. I went to California, I went to Chicago, went back home several times, but my purpose still for me was lacking because if I didn't have the financial backing to do or to own, shall we say, my own restaurant, where was I going? And with that, I started asking myself, okay, you're about to be 30 years old. What's the next step gonna be? Because at the time I saw a lot of friends who were dating, getting engaged, getting married, having kids, you know, quote unquote, what the next step should be. It just wasn't it for me. So then I thought, well, what happened before? What happened before was I moved. I left home. I went somewhere that I did not know. I had only been to for about a week to a week and a half. But when I got there, finally, after making the decision, I ultimately said, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. So I began looking at possibly new places for me to go. I mean, I had really no ties to this area. I wasn't in a serious relationship and I worked in the restaurant business. I figured, well, you know, for me, hell, 
I can go to another restaurant in a bigger city, make more money, see where that carries me. So of course I start talking to friends again. And at this point I knew my lease was coming up and I was like, do I really want to resign, live here another year, go through this tourist trap that is Sarasota? Because quite honestly, you know, season down here goes from Thanksgiving till Mother's Day. And then you go into the summer months where you're thankful when people walk in the building. It isn't just a night where you're packed from start to finish. So I was talking to friends and, and someone said to me, well, have you thought about moving to Atlanta? And I was like, Atlanta? They were like, yeah, Atlanta is year round business. They're starting to thrive more in the media and entertainment world. You know, maybe you should try Atlanta. So as I always do, I, you know, do my research, do my homework, start thinking about it. Cause as I got older, I got a little bit wiser. And I thought, well, maybe Atlanta is the place for me. Maybe Atlanta is somewhere I could go and I could thrive and, and, you know, take that next step, have that next chapter in my life. So I was making phone calls back and forth. I had found a little one bedroom spot. Friend through a friend was like, hey, I've got a spot up here. If you want to stay up there, you know, kind of get yourself situated and kind of get acclimated to the city and see what's going on. So I started piecing everything together and I was like, okay, this is my next move. This is my next step. Right before I was supposed to go up there, move to Atlanta just for maybe a month or two, just to kind of see and feel for it. A really good friend of mine reached out to me and called me one day and said, hey, what are you doing right now? And I was like, John, I'm, I'm packing my stuff up. I'm getting ready to go to Atlanta. Why, what's going on? He said, I got this little radio spot down here on this local AM station. And one of my guests canceled on me. Is there any way I can convince you to come down and sit in with, you know, these guys and they're talking sports. And I was like, John, what do you, I mean, what do you want me to do here? He's like, I just need you to fill in for 15, 20 minutes. You can talk about whatever you want. I had nothing else better going on at the time. I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And I was like, what the hell? So I drive down to the station. I get in, I meet the two guys that are in there and they're like, all right, 15, 20 minutes. What do you want to talk about? Now, I had not talked sports with people for that long unless we were behind a bar drinking or, you know, we were out somewhere. And so they said, well, let's talk about the Florida Gators, college football. And I'm thinking to myself, really? I have no homework whatsoever. I've done no research on this. And you want me to sit there and talk about a football team? that I barely know very little about. Listen, I'm a Philly guy. What do I focus on? Philly sports. Yes, I live here, but I catch blurbs here and there. And they were like, no, no, don't worry, don't worry. We'll take care of this for you. We got you, just follow our lead. Okay. So they get me on the mic and we sit there and we talk for 30 minutes on one team. There was a witty banter back and forth. We talked about you know, the, the success of the Florida Gators. We talked about, you know, the impact they were going to have and what the prediction was for them moving forward. I thought we had gone maybe 10, 15 minutes. I'm looking and all of a sudden I see John waving his hand like, we got to go to break, we got to go to break. I didn't know what he was talking about. So all of a sudden the lead guy, Frank, he's like, all right, well, we'll be back in a moment. Click. And I was like, 
how'd I do? And they both in unison said, can you come back next week? <laughs> I was I was shocked. I mean, I was like, what do you mean? Can I come back next week? I'm like, I'm getting ready to move to Atlanta. I'm getting ready to, I mean, half my stuff is packed. I'm looking like I'm halfway, I'm on the first thing smoking. And they were like, no, you don't understand. This was probably one of our best seconds. And I said, guys, I got to, you know, I got to go. I got stuff to do. I went to work that night, you know, and of course, in the back of my head, I'm saying to myself, was I really that good? Like what, what was, why, what, what was so passionate about that, that they were like, we need you to come back. So I'm sitting there and, you know, as a bartender, you get a little bit of downtime, but I was talking to some of my regulars and one came in and he says to me, he goes, Eric, were you on the radio today? I said, what? He's like, I swear I heard you on the radio today. You were talking about the Florida Gators. I said, yeah. I said, what, what? wait, you heard me? He was like, yeah, I was driving my son to practice and I just happened to flip through channels and I thought I heard your voice. And I said, yeah. And I told him the story, basically how, you know, friends of mine came to me, asked me to be a part of this. I went down there, did the show. He's like, you have a voice for radio. He's like, are you going to do it again? And I said, man, I just, I, I told you a couple of weeks ago, I'm, I'm soon to be leaving. He's like, you have something. Now, let me just t- say this to people who are listening to this. I am probably, well, I know this for a fact. I am my hardest critic. Unless I have all the research done, all the talking points lined up, everything nice, neat, and a cute little package for myself, I am going to critique myself from start to finish. And I'm always going to think, oh, I should have done this when I could have done that. Or maybe if I would have said this here, what I've come to learn is that sometimes you just have to let go and have faith that what you're going to do and where you are at that moment is the exact place and time that you need to be there. For me, it was right place, right time. Because that love I have for sports that had been ingrained in me since I was a kid, I guess finally got to come out and play. And when that happened and I was just in the moment, I I shocked and surprised myself. I impressed some people and I found out that I actually have a gift. I have a talent that never really thought I had. So I wound up staying in Sarasota. I called the people in Atlanta and said, hey, you know, I'm sorry. I I have an opportunity here that I just can't pass up right now. And so I decided to jump on this train here, if you will. So I called my friend John back and I said, hey, I said, if you and the guys will have me next week, I'm more than happy to sit in. And they were like, they couldn't be any more ecstatic. They were jumping up and down. They were like, oh, my God, yes, we'll, we'll send you stuff over. We'll make sure that you have all the material you need for next week. Lo and behold, I started talking sports radio and I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the banter. I fell in love with the knowledge and the research and being able to to watch, you know, just these athletes week in and week out and not just on a college level, but also on the national level. So much so that in 2000 and 
2008, 2009, 2009, I got the chance to go to an Orlando Magic game as part of media. Now, this was a team that was, as I'm sure any of your sports people listening will tell you, that was a year that the Orlando Magic were really good. I believe that was also the year they went to the NBA Finals. But going to one of those games as media opened up my eyes and just opened up my world to what I really wanted to do with my life. I remember walking in to the arena and just seeing players and coaches and organizational members just walking by. I was like a kid on Christmas. You know, I got all dressed up, put the suit on, put the shoes on, shaved my head. I was like, all right, I'm good to go. I'm ready to go. Let's make this happen. I had bought a stack of business cards. I had printed up my resume. I, I did it all because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen or what's not going to happen. But I knew I had to be prepared. Went to the game. You know, the Magic won. It was a very successful game for them. I got to sit in the post-game press conference. And I absorbed everything. Everything that possibly was going to be thrown at me, I was ready for it. And I was like, okay. It was at that moment that I truly understood and had a true realization of what I wanted to do with myself, my purpose, that thing I had been looking for for so long, I had found. And I remember walking out of the arena that night and I looked at the two guys I was with and I said to them, I said, we got to do this more. We got to elevate ourselves. We got to make ourselves known, not only in this community, but to this organization. That, that drive, that, that hunger inside of me Finally, there was something that I could fuel it with. So I began, you know, paying attention to the to this team, looking up stats, doing my research, trying to talk to anybody and everybody about the Orlando Magic. And there were those that listened. And then there were those, of course, that were just impressed that I knew so much information. But I wasn't going anywhere. I felt like I had hit a point. How do I break through this glass ceiling? Well, probably the next year, 2010, there was a sports conference in California. I think I had found it online or somebody said to me, you need to go check this out. Okay, sure. It was me getting the chance to network with people who were in the industry that I wanted to be in. So I flew out to Los Angeles and I went to a two-day conference out there. Again, had my resume, had my business cards. You know, got a brand new suit. Cause I was like, oh, going to California. Well, actually going to California for the second time. And I was like, all right, this is going to be a start for me. So I went out there and I just, again, I absorbed and I immersed myself in everything. I listened to the speakers. I took avid notes. Anybody who would give me their ear, I said, okay, I want to talk to you. Can I, can I, can I follow up with you next week? Anything just to stay in front of them, anything so that they, when they saw my phone number or they saw my email, they knew who I was. They put a face to the name as it is in business. And as I'm sure a lot of people know, as it is in life, if you don't keep it going, you will tend to fall by the wayside. It's not up to the people who are already in the industry to bring you along. It's your job 
to make sure you stand out. And that was the mistake that I made. I didn't stand out enough. I didn't, I wasn't the guy that I wanted them to think I was. I would call here and there. I would send an email, but I wasn't in the position to say, hey, I'm ready. Hey, let's make this move. So, you know, when that happens, depression sets in. I began to question if this was a pipe dream or if this was something real, you know, and I'm sure people are saying, well, why didn't you push harder? And my honest answer is, I really thought I made enough of an impression for them to be calling me, not realizing that one of the most important things I've learned is you have to stay on top until you get to the top. Once that happens, then people are going to want you. But until you get there, you have to hustle and grind like everybody else. So I took probably a year or two. I stepped away from it. The radio show, um, you know, we didn't have the financial backing coming in because more people were moving, of course, towards Internet and podcasts. And in 2010, 2011, I'll tell you, that was just kind of the birth of it, at least from where I was standing. I didn't have the equipment to do it. So I went back to work. You know, I went back to the restaurant gig. That's what I knew. In later part of 2010, beginning of 2011, I started dating. I started dating this one girl and she knew what I wanted to do because I told her. I said, I'm in the restaurant business for a period of time, but I said, eventually I'm going to get back on the horse and I'm going to get back into the sports world. I can say that for the last nine years, she has been my biggest supporter, my biggest advocate. We have been married for five years, together for nine, and she has seen the growth that has happened within me. But I wanted to take that moment, not only to recognize how important she was, but also to say, again, for me, it was right place, right time. Because had I moved on and had I you know, achieved what I thought at the time was going to be the it, getting into the sports industry, breaking in, networking, talking to these people and moving ahead, I would have never met my wife. And again, I owe a lot of who I am today to her. She keeps me grounded. She's very transparent with me, sometimes more than I care to, but you know, as the old saying goes, happy wife, happy life. 2014, we got married. And in 2015, there was another conference that I wanted to go to. And I found out that the general manager of my favorite football team, the Philadelphia Eagles, was going to be at this event. And I told my wife, I said, I'm going. And she's like, you're not ready. I'm like, what do you mean I'm not ready? She's like, you're not ready. She's like, what have you done to prepare yourself to go meet this man. I said, I don't care. It's the GM of my favorite football team. How can I not be ready? I'm going to go talk to this man. I know this team. She's like, okay. She's like, you pay for it. You can go. Now at the time, we were saving for a house. So that's where she got me. So I wound up not going. But what I did do was I spent all of 2015 into 2016 preparing myself. I started a podcast out of my dining, off of my dining room table with some friends, some guys I had worked with in the past. And I said, all right, 
I'm going to rebuild and reinvent myself so that in 2016, I'm ready to go. So I took that year and I studied and I researched and I watched, you know, what the commentators and the media people were doing on TV. And I listened to them on radio and I tried to emulate being like them while still adding my own unique style to things. 2016 rolls around and I was like, there wasn't even a question. The minute I knew this conference was going on, I was like, I'm going. I booked my flight, bought another new suit, booked my rent a car, the whole nine yards. And I got on the plane and before I left, I looked at my wife when she dropped me off and I said to her, I said, thank you. I said, cause you were right. Last year, I was not prepared to go do what I'm gonna go do. She just kissed me on the cheek and sent me on my way. But when I got to Indianapolis, it was one of those moments that I had felt and I hadn't felt in a long time. It was like, I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to meet these people and talk to these people. I go to this conference, I network, I meet the founders of the organization. I thank them for their time. I, I talk to all the speakers. I bring my business cards, no resumes this time. I left those at home. But I made sure that everybody I spoke to, I made sure to get their name, their phone number, and their email address. Two out of the three, at the very least. And I asked each one of them, may I follow up with you middle part of next week? Just so I could stay in front of them. Just so I could be the person that I knew I could be. Everybody was welcoming. Everybody was so receptive. People wanted to talk to me. They wanted to know about me. I've made so many connections. It's been incredible. The last four years since I've started this thing. Where I'm at right now, and I'll let you know, the last three and a half, almost four years have been a little grueling at times. They've taken you know, a professional toll on me because I've had to really throw myself into this. But I will be honest, I wouldn't change a moment of it because going into 2020, I once again am on an AM radio station that I co-host and produce. I've established my own brand, started my own business. And once again, I have acquired media credentials with the Orlando Magic for the 2019-2020 season, the entire season, along with acquiring media credentials for the Tampa Bay Rays. So, you know, for me, it has been an unbelievable journey. I am excited for this next chapter. I look forward to whatever life wants to throw at me because I can truly tell you the man in 2015 2016 who was not ready is no longer the person that's been talking to you guys. I welcome all challenges. I'm excited for being able to do what I love to do. And just to have the opportunity is amazing. I appreciate everybody listening to this. It means a lot. Usually I'm the guy asking all the questions and hearing other people's story. I get to tell mine. Well, you did an Thank excellent you. job. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, what is the name of your radio show? The name of my radio show is The Sports Arena. 
and that's available on podcast as well. Yes, we are on um, iHeart. We are on iTunes. You can also find us on Spotify. And um, we have our own Facebook page where you can see all of our stuff. It's facebook.com slash sports arena FL. Okay, we're back with Eric. Uh, we The previous was recorded in October. It's now December 9th, and he has something new to discuss with us. Eric, what you got going on? Well, Michael, thanks for having me back on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, over the last two months, you know, and I'm sure a lot is due to in part to being a part of the uh, SJ Network and, and working with people like you, but the team is actually gearing up for the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 54 in Miami. We have actually been given access to go down to Miami. We have the ability to possibly interview players. We're going to be there for the game. On top of that, uh, with the NBA as well, the Magic Perspective, the show that I do with Alex Fleming, has really started to take off. And uh, this week, two very big matchups for the Orlando Magic. One is with the Los Angeles Lakers. Of course, as everybody knows, LeBron James and uh, Anthony Davis. Friday, uh, the, the Houston Rockets come to town. James Harden, and uh, Russell Westbrook. So it's going to be a jam-packed week just for the sports arena, for myself, and for the entire team. But the biggest thing for us is the college football championship. Uh, we have been given so much just attention as far as being able to go to some of these huge bowl games. Now, we're not going to be with the actual, the big playoffs because, you know, those are a little further away than we can be at this time. But I mean, the games that are going to be here in the Florida area, it's huge for the sports arena, having the opportunity to just continually increase our brand, to grow, to network, to meet these people and just really elevate who we are. So this is an exciting time for us. Uh, you know, come the NFL playoffs in January, the Super Bowl in February, and then we have rekindled our relationship with an organization called Sports Management Worldwide, SMWW. They put on conferences throughout the year, baseball conferences, basketball, hockey, tennis, football. I do believe they also do a NASCAR one. Well, we've had a partnership with them over the last three years, and they've invited us back. So we get the opportunity to do even more networking, but with those people, who are actually doing the day-to-day -day stuff that we are looking to do. And as an added bonus, we get to go to the NFL Combine at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, have the opportunity to see these college students who are preparing for the next level of the NFL. We get to be inside the stadium. Now, a lot of people only get to watch this on television. They only allow probably maybe two, 3,000 people in the stadium to watch this. And we're fortunate enough to be a part of that group. I mean, I've talked to people and they're like, wait, are you going to the combine again? Like, you gotta look at for this guy and check out this guy. I tell me what you think about this guy. And it's, it's just, you know, really for me, at the first year that I went, it was a very humbling experience because I was like, I didn't know what to expect. Didn't know what I was gonna get exposed to. But as the years have gone on, and as my team has grown and, and I have grown in honing my craft, 
the biggest thing for me was just seeing these people who, when this is their first time getting to experience it, you know, for me, it always goes back to my first time. And it's like, I know that feeling. And a, a quick story, if I can, I'll tell you. Uh, my second year of going to the Combine, I happened to sit with uh, father and son who were out of Ohio. They drove six hours to Indianapolis to attend the Combine. The dad had won tickets through some kind of contest. Him and his son drove and you know, we were sitting there watching the players go out there and I just getting a feel for him. His son was a 14 year old straight A honor roll student who practiced four days a week to be, he wants to be a NFL quarterback. And it just impressed me so much to see this young man so young, but so dedicated to honing his craft. And I actually said to him, I said, I'll tell you this. I said, I'm actually envious of you because it took me 30 plus years to find the love that I have for talking sports and being able to be around athletes and, and organizations and just do what I love to do. I said to him, I said, don't ever lose that drive and don't ever lose that passion because you were going to be head and shoulders above everybody else by the time you get to college and then hopefully one day when you're in the NFL. That's exciting. Uh, what are your release dates coming up? Uh, so, well, the college football playoffs are the end of December, and then the national championship game is in January. Most of that for us will be on social media. Uh, the Super Bowl is February, I believe the 3rd, 2nd or 3rd, I apologize, I don't have the exact date. But that day, you know, we'll be down in Miami, but that whole entire weekend, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we will be all over social media, putting out live videos. We're going to be live on the radio for probably two to three hours a day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, hopefully getting some interviews, talking to the different players and coaches, and just really giving people kind of that inside look that a lot of people don't really hear about, or they only get to capture the recaps of it, you know, when they watch the NFL Network. Uh, in, in regards to basketball, like I said, this Wednesday, December 11th, you can definitely check it out on my Instagram feed, which is at Sports Arena FL, and then also uh, Facebook.com slash Sports Arena FL. This Wednesday and this Friday, locker room access with the NBA, LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers, James Harden, Houston Rockets. Will it be available to somebody who may have missed that date? Yes. Yes, it will be available. Uh, what I do is I upload the video and then it is on my Instagram account, also on my Facebook account. And what I probably will do is I will probably also, Michael, if you'd like, I can send it to you. And if you'd be willing to share it with your listeners, I'm happy to put the audio out there as well for them. Absolutely. Go ahead and do that. Okay, we'll do. So that will be on uh, my website at www.innercitylikeyours.com. Uh, I have a section for links and downloads and uh, information about the guests that I talk about. So look for that uh, link from Eric to uh, his show. Yes, I will send those links out. So you'll have those, Michael, December 12th 
for December 11th and then December 14th for, De for December 13th.